0: This week on Waxing the Porpoise, G-Baby and the usual suspect Steve crank it up to 11 and shred through an indie horror banger from New Zealand that plays like a more adult kids on bikes that grew up on Evil Dead and Iron Maiden powered by heavy metal and buckets of blood. Tonight, we're talking about Deathgasm from 2015. Join us as we pick up change to the tune of a demonic gore fest and rap about a little Norwegian black metal discuss some of our favorite metal acts from over the years, and rave about the practical effects and the labor of love involved in the creation of this headbanger's ball. The porpoises, midnight companions and keen observers, pick up their axes, ready to shred, shit, kick, and piss their way through the apocalyptic demon horde that heralds the coming of Aloth. Are you or are you not the Black Angel of Death? Let's wax this metal porpoise, don't do that see we're we working on him brow shop we're just in back in the crown shop in
1: a wonderful christmas time on loop for two months god yeah it always makes me think of bad santa when that neighbor comes over he's like just wanted to check to see if you'd be uh, participating in the Sears uh, Luminaria's program. <laughs> what the fuck is that?
0: <laughs> Dude, that's such a fun... When you get older, like a go-to for the, the holidays. He's yeah. so good as, as the fucking asshole Santa Claus. I think it's one
1: of my favorite movie scenes of all time. When... He's, like, getting ready to kill himself, and the kid comes in, and he's got a black eye, and he's like, what the fuck happened to your eye? And then it just flashes to him beating the shit out of that, like, 14-year-old kid. <laughs> I just love that so much. Uh, your name's Thurman Merman? <laughs> That's one of our, like, shorthanded things around the, around here, where, uh, that part where he's like, did somebody drop you on your fucking head? He's like, on yeah. my head? <laughs> So What are they gonna drop you on somebody else's head? So that's yeah, that's like else. that's like shorthand around here. If, if one of us asks the other one a dumb question, it's like on my head? <laughs> I don't know why. The other day I had like an autistic loop in my head where the Part in Water Boy, where he's like, best of luck to you on the upcoming play. He's like, I'll be playing with your mama tonight. He's like, 62 I don't know why I just love that part so much. Sixty-two, because
0: he's so chipper, and it just like a light switch. He's just like, "Boom."
1: Sixty-two. <laughs> Even just the way he's like, "I'll be playing with your mama tonight."
0: <laughs> uh, keep <clears throat> fucking that chicken. Keep fucking that chicken. <laughs> Oh, uh, God. It's like, how do you not even get in trouble for that? You're like that charismatic of a, of a fella. <laughs> They're just like, oh, fuck. You know, it happens to the best of us, Tom, uh, <laughs> on national TV in front of a million people. All right. Uh, welcome back to Waxing the Porpoise. Uh, we are back again on episode 78. This time we're discussing a little indie film from New Zealand called Deathgasm from the year 2015. Uh, This evening, you got myself, Jim G. Baby. The man in the black pajamas, dude. worthy fucking adversary. Who's in pajamas, Walter? Shut the fuck up, Donnie. And as usual, we have the usual suspect, Steve. Operator with an emergency breakthrough from your sister. Samson
1: and Sheila. (laughs) Mama failed. Shut up, bitch.
0: (laughs) How's it going, man? (laughs) Doing great. How are you doing? I am doing well
1: better now he's not taking your spot he's not or what does he say i didn't buy him a fucking beer or (laughs) oh no i I totally blanked out on what it is like
0: he's not uh something about his shoes i thought
1: yeah i didn't rent him shoes that's that's funny because i love that part so much and i just totally blanked out on what he said like (laughs) he's not taking your spot (laughs) yeah anyway that was weird (laughs)
0: that was weird that was the same thing my grandfather said after we sat down and watched a little film called dark city from 1997 and we didn't say one word to each other in the entire like two hour and 15 minute runtime we didn't get up to take a piss we didn't i don't even remember like drink take so much as like drinking off my glass we were just like fucking vortexed into it and at the end he just like right when it hit roll credits he's like well that was weird and he fucking popped out of his his recliner and went to go do something and we never talked about it it was just i was, it was like t- total mind blow like <laughs>
1: was that was that the incident where i can't remember what it was <laughs> but you and i were texting and you said you were watching a movie with your grandpa and you were like i am way too fucking high right now yeah and i can't remember what it was but yeah, I just remember laughing about that later because you're like, I looked at on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, what was it? <laughs> well, I I actually I was on a couple of painkillers, uh, like that were actually prescribed. Uh, funny enough, but um, and I took a fat dip, and I think I had just I took like a hit, like a like a sneak a toke. I took like a hit out in the backyard. And I came in, and I sat down. There was like dual recliners, and so he's in one, I'm Uh in the other, and we're watching. I don't, I can't remember what the fuck we were watching, but then yeah, I was like, I don't know, like the chew. It started to get like, like man, yeah, I was like getting sucked into the TV, and I was texting you, and I was like, fuck, dude, I don't know, I'm, I'm super high right next to my grandfather right now, and you're like, he knows you're high, in all caps.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: I was like fuck I think so because I remember him kind of glancing over like he like he did a quick glance over at me and I was like what the fuck was that about it could have been nothing and just yeah. in my heightened like buzzing sense of paranoia yeah
1: because I, I think you wrote back something like I look, I, I looked over at him and he, he looked at me and I think he knows like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you were fully <laughs> down that rabbit hole that was fun
0: yeah Yeah, it took, like, three episodes of, like, how it's made to fucking, like, (laughs) calm down a little bit. Like, okay, fuck. All right. Um, Yeah, so not not chewing is doing well one thing I noticed I was like the power of music and like like just a chant get a quick head change or like a mood change I was like I always forget like going back to like a banger playlist or like a set of songs you know like while you're driving like just hop in the car and just drive for like 20 30 minutes listen to interesting you know that I found like that that was like a huge help and uh, <laughs> another thing I thought was funny like like have you ever just roasted someone's ass off the line that doesn't know that doesn't realize you're racing
1: them. <laughs> uh no can't say it. I have <laughs> well I, I think I've kind of done the opposite where when I used to drive like an older shitty Honda it was a stick so it was easier to just like rev it at somebody you'd pull up to somebody in like an actual nice car and just fucking throw a rev or two at them like you want to race them <laughs> and then just go about your business when the light turns green and try to bait them into <laughs> racing nobody.
0: And then you just like kick it right back to like Sunday driver. Just like, Oh,
1: grandpa, grandpa mode. Yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and they don't—they'd always,
1: mostly they'd get a laugh. Like there's no, there's no fucking chance. This guy's actually trying to race me in, in the stock accord.
0: <laughs> You're like, I live my life. One quarter mile. <laughs> 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 Ah uh, fuck! Yeah, I was like, yeah. Showed them. <laughs> uh, it's like a soccer mom in a fucking Subaru Scooby Doo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> All right. Uh, so continuing on our uh, our horror streak for the Halloween season, uh, I chose Deathgasm from 2015, which I saw a few years ago. Uh, and I've only seen once, but, I, and I remembered liking this one would kind of fit in nicely, uh, to get out of kind of the doldrums of the, the stuff w- we had been watching. There wasn't a lot of, uh, comedic, uh, notes or, or levity slipped in. So I thought this would be a fun one. And I, I remembered it reminded me a little bit of, um, scout's guide yeah. to the zombie apocalypse kind of had that kind of, kind of cheeky humor uh
1: similar time frame too i think
0: yeah it is actually come to think of it yeah right in that 2014-15 range in there um and i'm sure we'll get into it but this flick in particular does have a cool little backstory too on how it got made and and all that kind of stuff but obviously this is a first time watch for you what'd you think of it
1: uh i loved it nice so i think there were a couple factors that led to it the first one was I just thought this was going to be a, a I almost said another, but I thought it was just going to be like a really dumb horror movie that appeals to like nobody, but people like it because whatever. Um, and also, there's we've developed a sort of tradition in our house, me and the and the misses, where I don't I want to go in completely blind, but I'll. I'll tell her what we're watching and she'll watch a preview for it in the other room or when I'm not around. And then mm-hmm. she'll tell me either. Uh, yeah. That's one I, I'd like to watch with you or no, that's a you alone. So <laughs> yeah, she watched a preview for this and was like, nah, this is going to be a, a you alone. So I was like, oh,
0: it's going to be a pass for me, dog.
1: Yeah. So I was like, that's kind of strike too," <laughs> But then almost immediately I got the same kind of vibe from Scout's Guide, because you can tell pretty quickly what this movie's all about in the first few minutes. Yeah. I fucking loved it, probably because it's more of a comedy than a horror movie, like you said, and I'm definitely a sucker for for a good comedy, and, I mean, the writing was awesome. This is, like, one of the funniest scripts of a movie I think we've watched. Um, There are so many good little one-liners that I I wrote a few down, and even (laughs) when I was going back, to recap some of it. I was like, fuck, this is even funnier than I remember because I watched it a few days ago. But, yeah, so I enjoyed it quite a bit. IMDB 6.3, pathetic. Rotten Tomatoes was very surprising. 88 with the critics 66 with the people i would have expected yeah. it to be the other way around
0: but yeah definitely that one definitely shocked me too i i did i was familiar with the imdb score that it was like in the sixth range and it was right about that but i flipped it over to the rotten tomatoes and yeah i was i was a little flabbergasted i was like if anything yeah it would be in the inverse like a higher audience versus critic kind of endeavor but Yeah, I thought that was, uh, I mean, maybe it goes to some of the technical stuff and like getting into like how it got made, like it was crowdsourced It won like a, a, like a a talent show of sorts in like 2013, like, you know, it was like self-funded. And so these guys won, uh, it's kind of like a, um, like a rags to riches kind of thing, like hard scrabble, like they put their heart and soul into this and then they uh their like demo i guess and they won this uh competition they got like 250k to go on and like make it a full feature um huh. so maybe it's got like from the critics uh angle like the technical aspect maybe shot it up a little, bit it a little bit of a bump maybe yeah, because to, like the stuff people. that's I mean, like real schlocky and and real gory like this you it usually doesn't play very well with critics like to be in the 80 range
1: well yeah but it, that, that also doesn't explain why the, the people score so low i don't get that i, I can't imagine yeah, i don't either I, yeah i can't imagine anybody watching this i can't Im- imagine anybody not liking it but maybe that's just like my kind of maybe this is just in my wheelhouse of sense of humor but
0: I could see, like, some of the level of gore, I could see that rubbing people the wrong way.
1: If so, you're a bitch.
0: Yeah, it doesn't bother me, but yeah, like preference type stuff. I mean, <laughs> there's one guy that shits his pants, full on blood, like yeah. a teacher. That's pr- that part was pretty gnarly, and then he projectile vomits blood, like pretty hardcore, into someone's mouth, like a yeah. schoolgirl's mouth twice, like full frontal. And that's just like that's even compared to like the end with the they get the dildos and the fucking uh, the anal bead swinging yeah. like. <laughs> That was that was pretty hardcore. So I could see those things kind of turning some people like, oh, this is uncouth. Like, yeah,
1: I mean, but it's not. My mom isn't throwing this movie on and being like, "Fuck, Heaven's to Murgatroyd! What is this film I accidentally <laughs> stumbled upon?"
0: Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes I think about like, what if someone like that, like, like this, fell into the wrong hands? They like accidentally threw it on, or it auto played and they yeah. caught some stuff like what would that like do to their day
1: i've, I've like, seen that every <laughs> once in a while when i'm looking at bad reviews on amazon people who are just on una- like they have no shame just putting out there i thought this was some other movie and i put it on and i hated it it's like what
0: that's on you <laughs> it's like why yeah why are you going out of your way then to review your, uh, your uh, inability up. to
1: <laughs> i thought this was homeward bound <laughs> and it turns out it is not.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Tough noogies, we're watching Predators of the Serengeti. Um, I mean, even, damn. like,
1: one of the first lines of the, the movie is the guy talking about why he has to go live with his aunt and uncle. And he goes, uh, after my mom went on a massive meth bender and tried to suck off a of Santa Claus in a crowded mall, and yeah, <laughs> this was like 30 seconds in and I'm like, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. And it, yeah, I'm, no. I'm wondering too, like, because I think we're both pretty big like metal fans. I think most of the bands represented are real, but there's a handful sprinkled in there that definitely are not. But yeah. Trivium was definitely overrepresented in this movie. So the people who made it must have been big Trivium fans.
0: Yeah, I thought that same exact thing with tri- Trivium in, in specific too. But yeah, they did sprinkle like a couple fictional bands, like the like the the one that had got the Black Pages or you know like the the Black Hymn first that they yeah. raid, and then. Uh, but yeah, like then later, like throughout, like like they they mentioned um, like Rob Halford and Judas Priest and like Slayers thrown around a couple times. So yeah, they do have like it is seated in reality yeah dude (laughs) i remember that took me back to i remember one time i was in a best buy and i saw (laughs) i was like flipping through you know jewel cases cds and shit and like it's weird because like cannibal corpse they always had like um uh the shit over the top of the cd where you couldn't see yeah. so graphic it was like babies and shit decapitated and like all kinds of gross shit but like anal cunt i came across one time too i was like what the fuck and like the letters that spelled out on that cd like the a n a l they were all like body parts and like assholes and like dicks for the l you know and it was just the most foul shit but that's one, too, like, if people don't know, they would think, like, oh, yeah, they all these are, like, made up, like, gross yeah. for this demonic movie. And it's like, no, that's a real fucking band.
1: Yeah, they showed a uh, cattle decapitation album as well. And I remember yeah. putting that on at work one time, and you're like, what the fuck are we listening to? <laughs> and it was that exact album, I'm sure of it. I was just picturing you going into a Best Buy, finding some associate, like, excuse me. Uh, do you have the most recent anal cunt offering in stock yet?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like you said what? I, um, I don't know. I don't know if this is a real band or if you caught this, but it made me laugh. At one point, um, one of the guys has a T-shirt on for a band called Scrotum, and it's a it's a big fat chick. And on the back, it says, roll the bitch in flower. And it, it just made me think of you.
0: <laughs> oh, damn. I totally missed that. But that would have fucking it was laughed quick. my balls off.
1: Yeah, damn. it was quick. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, man. If he hasn't picked up on this, he's going to want to.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go back for that for sure. That's a famous line from uh, Bruce Willis has a, a, a slew of awesome one-liners in um, The Last Boy Scout. From like ninety one with Damon Wayans, it's like an action Bruce Willis early nineties movie, uh, like fresh off Die Hard. But yeah, he's like he's fucking with like this villain, you know, back and forth. And like, what's he say? He's like, he's like trying to rile him up. He's making fun of his wife or something. And he's like, he's like, she's so fat, you gotta slap the thigh to ride the wave in. Yeah, all these ones. And he's like, she's so fat, you gotta roll her and. In- in dough to roll, roller and flour to find the wet spot. On the yeah. back.
1: <laughs> scrotum, big old fat bitch on the front of, and just on the back. Roll, roller, flour, whatever.
0: Uh, yeah, there was that also. That reminds uh, me of that. Reminds me of uh, Luke. The wait, didn't he, he used to wear that shirt? It was like a tour shirt, like Sponge, or uh.
1: Fuck, no, what was who it? was it? It was, it was um, someone else. It was like spleen or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> On oh. the sponge world tour 93 or something. Yeah. What was it? I can't remember exactly, but that was a funny shirt. Yeah.
1: There was also a brief mention. I can't remember if it was like an ad for something, but it was it was for a record company called crowbar abortion records. Jesus. <laughs> that's Christ, so, That's so awesome. <laughs>
0: I'm trying to look it up here. There was, I think, some of the themes, or it was something related to Cannibal Corpse. The fuck was it? Oh, fun piece of trivia I saw too. Uh, in early 2016, Walmart refused to sell the movie with the title Deathgasm and renamed it to a more acceptable title, Heavy Metal Apocalypse. only in Walmart stores that's so weird to like dictate a movie title or you're not gonna carry it in stock
1: Hmm. yes that is curious
0: oh yeah okay the ways in which several of the characters and demons die contain references to the song hammer smash face and the band brain drill and uh, Zach's line about having his testicles grabbed references cannibal corpses I come blood Yeah, I know we've mentioned that I remember before. you played that a couple of times. Well, it,
1: it started because I just put, like, my iPod uh, for the kids out I there. I put it on Shuffle. Yeah, I put it on Shuffle, and it was a live Cannibal Corpse album. And at the very, he's just like, this next song is about shooting blood out of your cock. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, ten people in this warehouse are looking around like,
0: What? What the fuck, man? You're like you have then, the yeah, the song's called "I come Blood, yeah, so pretty on the nose, <laughs> oh man um yeah what's that, what's like the the deepest like is that I mean when I think of like cannibal corpse and shit like that, that's like the farthest end of like like the darkest metal spectrum I can think of the, the spectrum is never
1: ending. Um, but Fair. as far as like mainstream dark stuff that people have heard of, I, I think like cradle of filth would be another one that yeah. I think a lot of people have heard of that it's pretty, I mean, I feel like cannibal corpse has got to be on the Mount Rushmore of shocking at, at, at the intersection of most shocking and most well known for the, yeah. for the, for the lay person. But
0: I mean, they were even, they were in, Um, I don't know if you remember this, but in the original Ace Ventura, there's a, there's a scene where Ace goes to this club and he has to go get info from like his buddy who has like a bunker underneath this like heavy metal club. And he goes in and Cannibal Corpse is playing. I don't know what song they're playing, but they, they're playing while he's going through this mosh pit. So they, they play it like comedically, like he's getting fucking thrown around, you know? Going to find his buddy underneath the 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 place, but yeah, that like they were featured in that. So
1: yeah, when, when you first mentioned most, it, I didn't remember it, but then the more you explained it, that does sound familiar. It's been so long since I've seen that. So.
0: Yeah. So it, would you say like that's that's as deep as you went with like uh, heavy metal? Oh no, like metal I, bands.
1: No, it, I mean there's. Was- I mean, this could this could almost be its own uh, entire episode, but there's there's so much dark shit out there. Like, uh, I'm sure you've heard of the band Mayhem. They did a documentary about these guys where I
0: think. the oh are they, Yeah, I wanted to get into segue into this real quick about the shit you told me about one time, like the Swedish or like the Norwegian dudes that were, took it. So like they they went to the, the links of like actual murder and shit and like sacrifice kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, and some of it is just legend or lore, but I think it's pretty well established now that this band called Mayhem. Fuck, they, they had a documentary.
0: It's been so yeah, long. Yeah, isn't it? It's something like Until the Light Takes Us or something like that. Yeah, I think I think it think is. that is what it's called.
1: It's been so, it's been yeah. so long since I, I thought about it, but they, I think the, the guitar player found the lead singer had killed himself. Like with a shotgun or something, but, but
0: that's but, right. But
1: before they called the cops, and if anybody's listening and wants to red pen, feel free because this is really old memories. Before they called the police, he went to like a drugstore and bought a cam, a disposable camera. Came back, took pictures of the scene. They used that for their next album cover, and then they used, I think, pieces of his skull for like jewelry or some shit. Right? Then that they one.
0: made like band necklaces or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's As,
1: pretty as
0: one point. does, but yeah. Yeah, I remember watching that like on a whim. It was like on IFC channel or something back in the day, and I, I happened to catch it and it was it was pretty interesting, like seeing like that kind of subculture. And I can't remember if it was Norway or Sweden. I it, was say from, Norway. it was probably Norway. Yeah. It just like the showed like the, the brutalist like landscape, like the where people live there, and like I could see like not falling into or, like, but using that as, like, a coping mechanism because shit is just so, like, like fatalistic and, like, brutal and, like, white all the time, like. Yeah, yeah. and kind of
1: boring and super homogenous. Like, those those Scandinavian cultures are the most, like, culturally homogenous. It's just the same shit all day, every day, same people. Mm -hmm. So I imagine the shock value goes even further. If any if anybody's yeah. a big golf fan, they would know that uh, the name Victor Hovland, who's a Norwegian golfer, super nice guy, seem, seemingly normal dude. Um, but they they've talked to him in interviews like, "What kind of music do you listen to?" And he's like, "a He lives in Oklahoma now full time, so he's just kind of a normal dude." It's like I actually enjoy a lot of black metal. Um, it, <laughs> it definitely doesn't go with his personality, but I think it's just in his genes.
0: He must work out um, <laughs> they th- i I can't remember if this is based in truth, but they made a movie not too long ago with one of the kolkins I, w- I think it's Rory Colkin. they did it's called Lords of Chaos, and I think it's loosely based off a true story. I could be wrong about that too, but i rem I think I remember hearing about too, there were like um, some churches in Norway that were burned. And it was perpetrated by these guys, like one guy owned a record shop and they were, they also had a band and they were trying to make it. I can't remember how much is fiction and, and how much is truth that they put into it, but it all, it's all very similar to that kind of like that mayhem tale you were telling me about. Yeah. And then like, like these, these guys just trying to make it in black metal in Norway during this time period, like eighties, early late eighties, early nineties, somewhere in there. And then they started getting into like, like, Weird cult type behavior, and then like burning churches, and like kind of like ratcheting up, like they were experimenting with stuff. But true or false, or it, whether it's based in truth or or not, that's a really good flick too. Lords of Chaos is it's it's basically like Deathgasm without like the supernatural and like the the mm. schlocky kind of comedy. It's like plays it pretty straight. Like it's good. Um. Anyway, back to Deathgasm, that's awesome to hear. I'm I'm I, I'm actually I'm kind of, I'm a little bit stunned. I didn't think you were gonna like this as much as you're letting on, uh, or as much as you're you're saying that you you dug it. Cause this time I watched it and I I enjoyed it. Uh I think I, I enjoyed it a little bit more than the first time I watched it just because it's fresh and there were a lot of funny parts I forgot about, but I was like i was like yeah i don't know if steve's gonna if this is enough but it did have a few things playing into it like it's an hour and 26 it's a nice punchy tight there's not really too many lulls in the story like it kind of just goes um
1: yeah and i i just think the writing was really well done and like not just the writing but the delivery so one of one of the parts at the beginning, so we can we can kind of jump in and out of the synopsis. So he goes, he goes to live with his aunt and uncle, blah blah blah.
0: And uh, this is our main guy. His name is Brody.
1: Yeah, who I thought did a good job. So yeah, he's he serviceable. Up, ends up meeting a couple dorks at school that he can be friends with. They go play D and D, whatever. And uh, his dickhead cousin. What's his cousin's name? Derek. The David.
0: God, that guy's such a tool bag. Yeah, David. yeah,
1: I, I think it's David. He's he's definitely got a. Um, for anybody that listened to the Karen Reed episode, he's got a a very much Colin Albert vibe to him, just like meathead, dickhead, yeah, piece of shit. Um, so him and his buddies come in and they, and they're like super soakering the dorks with piss. And even just the line where he's like, it's piss. They're spraying piss. Yeah. <laughs> Again.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sucks, dude. If you had to be in that situation, like living it like your uptight religious aunt and uncle, and then your cousin is like the meathead jock of the school that's like, takes pleasure in, in just making your life a living hell and beating the shit out of you every day. Fuck. That's
1: yeah, like a fucked up white
0: boy version of uh, Fresh Prince. Dude, I put that. I was like, he goes to live with his aunt and uncle, like like a British, but then I was like, oh, yeah, this is Kiwi, the New Zealand Fresh Prince. Um, And then, yeah, he he hooks up with Dion and Giles right away, a couple nerds, and then they start a band with this. They introduce uh, Zach with two Ks, this guy, he kind of reminded me of that that dude from uh Mighty Ducks 3. One of the Bash brothers.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't like, remember his name.
0: I can't either, but the the other, the new Bash brother. Um But yeah, he kind of steps in and and like is the, the ringer, you know, like he, he can play rock. He's got a car. So they start a band and he's like, doesn't give a shit. They, like his backstory about like, uh, he got, what was it? He got expelled for like some kid like stepped on his, his, or kicked him in the balls or something. And he stabbed him with like a math protractor.
1: Yeah. He, he reminded me of a mix of, like a young Heath Ledger in like Ten Things I Hate About You, mixed with oh, like yeah, a, can like see a that. young Glenn Danzig.
0: Yep, totally, <laughs> totally could see that. Yep, fucking Danzig, God, guys, wild. Um, yeah. So this is like this is our our brain trust for most of the rest of the movie. These four guys, and then they end up going to this like their like record shop or whatever. Or, or that's how they meet. But there's yeah. like, um, uh, well, it's funny because so when he
1: meets the when he meets the dorks, he's like, "Do you want to do something cool or badass?" And then it yeah. cuts to them playing D anD D or something. And then when he meets Zach in the record store, he's like, "You want to do something badass?" And that's when they, yeah, go and then break they burn hell
0: Satan in the fucking grass, like
1: <laughs> spelled spelled wrong, yeah. <laughs> and then they go break into what's that guy's name, Ricky. Ricky Daggers.
0: Ricky Daggers. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So this is like one of the fictional. I can't remember what's the name of the band. It was like Haxon something. Like it's like um, this, uh, the fictional band, and like this dude Ricky Daggers is like one of their idols, and they live in some podunk, podunk town in New Zealand. And they're talking about his lore. Like they got their band got real big or whatever. Hacks, and then he Hacks Sword, whatever that hacks is. Hacks Sword. So he, they got real f- big and famous. And then he became like a recluse or something. And then um, Zach's like, he has, I can't remember what that sheet is. Uh, the death notes or something. He's like, he's like, he's living here. He's like, it just got leaked or whatever. And so he's like, so he, Zach takes him to his house. That happens to be in their, their shitty little town. They find him. They, I guess there's some rumor about like, um, like a record of theirs that's supposed to like imbue you with some kind of power or something, something weird like that, uh, that they, they try to, to snatch and they end up getting away with it. And then, uh, so they go back to their pad and they're looking through it. And he's like, oh, it's just a fucking Rick Astley record, which I looked it up to later on. it's like, that's like, they're calling out like, uh, Rick rolling. Like they just got Rick rolled by it being Rick Astley, but it was actually, it wasn't the record. It happened to be, there's these pages called the black Hymn that, uh, well, when uh, they're, Birdie,
1: when they're at his house, they have to escape with the record because these like, Demonic bounty hunters come in, right? And so that's that's how. Oh, they right,
0: right, 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 right. That's right.
1: Yeah. So these these other people are also looking for him. I mean, it, yeah, it really doesn't so matter happens- for the story, but um, yeah, yeah. So they they escape with the album, which they think is valuable. But what turns out to be valuable is the black note or death hymn or whatever the fuck it is that's yeah. inside with the the Rick. Astley
0: album. That's when we get our first cut to like, like this, like behind the scenes of like some of the driving forces and one, it's like this shadowy kind of figure and the dude comes back and was like, yeah, I couldn't get it. These kids fucking got away with the record or whatever, or with the, the, the pages and he has him killed immediately. Cool. And so you, you can see, it's this kind of like this dude this super rich dude or some, some kind of nefarious like cult. Like figures trying to get these pages at the same time. So,
1: well, and this part um, also ruled because they cut the guy's head off, and he's like, "You're not gonna put a tarp down," and so he <laughs> he makes him like go back, put the tarp down, pretend to put the head back on, and do just this performative decapitation redo. And he, yeah, on the shitty like little a super tarp, super lackluster. Like, boink.
0: <laughs> yeah, they like sweated it. Like. Yeah, and then the the gratuitous, the obligatory, like he's behind a desk and the chick pops up and then he's like, he pushes her head back down. I can't remember what he says, but I didn't tell you to come up. So that's yeah, I don't like, remember what he says, but she's got a
1: fun little line later. Yeah. About a gag remember. reflex or something.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. And she stabs him in the fucking mouth with a blade. Yeah. Um yeah, so then that so that sets up our our like antagonist uh that's that's kind of mirroring our our four uh bandmates now that they start playing this fucking black hymn shit and Brody doesn't really let on like he he starts tra- it shows like a quick montage of him transcribing some of like the verbiage the latin on the black hymns and it's something about like you know summoning a demon that'll give you like like all kinds of power and, and whatever you want, whatever's your desire kind of thing. If you play this set of notes, so they play it one time and shit starts to go like super fucking pear shaped. And like, like wind starts swirling, like people start looking like they're turning into zombies and like, they don't quite finish it, but it shows you like the effect, like it it has like some kind of power. Um, I think I'm jumping around a lot too, but from here they end up playing it a second time is what really kicks it off and they they almost finish the the set and it ends up like fucking up the world basically, like t- turning everything into like apocalypse mode, like they're the I thought these creature effects were really pr- fucking solid, like the teeth, the eyes, the gore and everything yeah. involved with the transformation. What'd you think of this?
1: Yeah, I mean, for what it was, it definitely was better than I would have expected.
0: You know, at one like shoestring budget, like this.
1: Yeah, and it, at one point, a guy gets a chainsaw up his ass later on, and <laughs> like you said, the the teacher who starts violently shitting blood. I mean, yeah, that was rough. Who, who amongst us hasn't been there? But then, when he <laughs> when he turns, and it's just projectile blood vomiting. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it's sort of corny. Very looking, schlocky. But yeah, but I mean, it's it's supposed to. I think I think that's why the like comedy element of it makes it a lot more palatable for me because it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a comedy. It's supposed to be funny, you know. But if you watch like an older what's supposed to be a really scary movie and the the effects are shitty it's like "Mm, you were trying really hard to be serious and it just comes across as sad
0: right so yeah playing it for like the comedic angle like serves they both serve each other going in that kind of direction this one does they do a couple weird things here and there like with uh like some title cards uh one that i thought it was super fucking funny just because of how random it was and and just like it, it sh- it's like these it's like a a transition to another scene but r- right before it just shows up these on black screen and like red letters it's like heavy metal up your butthole
1: yeah
0: and then it goes to the next scene <laughs> like i was like what the fuck was that all about or like one it sh- it showed like a pentagram all will look at like lighting up, you know they they threw in a couple little effects here and there that I thought were fun.
1: Well, they did a bunch right up top that almost made it look like comic booky, like yeah. in the transitions. And I was like, I really hope they don't do this the entire time. But yeah. it, was, it was just at the beginning, so
0: yeah. When they like switched to like black and white real quick, like uh, and they showed like some of the gore to come later down the road.
1: Yeah, I, um, I wish I would have taken a better note about the dialogue when the the love interest Medina is talking to Zach. I can't remember what she's saying. She's like, "Do you really feel good about yourself stealing gas?" He's like, "Yeah, it's fine." And then it cuts away, and he's stealing gas from a fucking ambulance. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I love it. She, yeah, she's like, she's like, "Does that really make you feel good stealing petrol like that?" Because it's New Zealand or whatever. And he's like, yeah. "I'm not stealing petrol." stealing diesel oh yeah and then it, yeah and then it pulls back <laughs> it's a fucking he's siphoning from a fucking ambulance <laughs> yeah that one definitely did get me this time too i was like oh that's awesome uh <laughs> yeah uh so from there uh yeah everyone like, starts they, turning into a zombie and yeah everyone's fucked up and then we get some pretty cool scenes like like, Zach has to kill his dad. Like, I thought that one was pretty rad because, like, he's, like, convulsing. He's doing this weird shit, like, banging his head against the door. He's, like, a mechanic on the, on this roll-up door. And they're, like, hey, what's up with your dad? And he's, like, hey, dad. And they go up to him, and he turns around, and his eyeballs are gone. He's holding his eyeballs in his hands, and he's, like, I can see you or whatever. Like, yeah. that whole part was pretty fucking rad practical effects were crazy like i think like an angle grinder to the face like one of them tries to do um like one of them tries to like throw a hubcap or something like a frisbee and then he ends up getting like his head caved in from a fucking engine yeah that like one of them pulls down and uh yeah that part was pretty rad it's like oh shit really kicks up the gore like zero to
1: a hundred well I'm, this is one of
0: my favorite Pieces of dialogue
1: that I had to go find the actual script for, because uh, he goes, I can't remember which one is saying it. It, it must have been Brody, or no, maybe it was Zach. Anyway,
0: he He's goes, like, Do you want to check his pulse?
1: No, not that. He goes, uh, <laughs> You know, it's weird, but I think he would have wanted to go out like this. <laughs> and the other <laughs> and the other guy goes, His eyes ripped out, face grinded off and then head-mounted under a car engine, and the other guy's like, totally.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been out of place for them to just, like, fucking throw up devil horns into in right. the background, like, a riff, go like, <laughs> like
1: <laughs> even just the, the first part where he's like, you know, it's
0: weird, but I think he would have liked to go out like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, so, what happens after that? I mean, yeah, just, they, they go talk to a fortune hell.
1: teller, uh, you know, and she's like, "Oh, three a.m. the these evil people are going to come and take the devil's hour, the the worst, most evil person in town." And, and they're like, "Is it three a.m. Eastern time, or, or yes? Is, do, is there daylight savings?" And I mean, just another <laughs> classic <laughs> little singer.
0: I loved that it came from Zach Lowe, like the dumb like metalhead, meathead of the group. And then, yeah. Because she's like, it's a devil's hour, 3 a.m. And he's like, that Pacific Eastern? Do, do these demons observe daylight savings? And she doesn't answer. She's just like, go, you must play. Like, <laughs> she doesn't even acknowledge what he just said. <laughs> do, you, do you remember, uh, I
1: think it was the first scary movie where they're spoofing the ring it's like 7 days. It's like is that business days? Is there is there a holiday this weekend? And yeah. Just me yeah, of that. Yeah,
0: totally. <laughs> yeah, where where is the the paranormal? Where where do they draw the line? Is it universal? Um <laughs>
1: uh, Greenwich. You Greenwich. Need to check with Greenwich.
0: Greenwich mean um I'd even be willing to take a Schweppes or a Nantucket <laughs> nectar uh so and then yeah so we get the first name of it too it's like the the king of the demons or something aloth like the most powerful king of the demons is what's going to be uh like uh manifested or whatever it's going to come down and start its rule and it'll take over yeah like the the baddest ass darkest soul or whatever um so then they get it in their head like okay they gotta they gotta go back and get the pages and play the black Hymn backwards. I think they surmise somehow, and that'll undo that'll unfuck what Brody started um so this is kind of where like the montage it it's it felt like more of kind of like a schlocky kind of has that kids on bikes kind of dynamic where it's like uh like dion and giles are struggling and they're about to get fucking got and then you have medina coming in badass chick like she knows how to use an axe like nobody's business and fucking just splits this dude like from like the top of his head to like his fucking clavicle which that that part was pretty rad too like all the practical kills in this i thought were like really well done um
1: i mean this did have one this did have one of our favorite Tropes for this type of movie, which is like the the gear loadout.
0: Fuck yeah! Scene because <laughs> <laughs> they have this really over the top fucking like uh, like dildo foo, anal bead foo fight showdown with brody's like uptight religious you know uh aunt and uncle and it's funny they're going through they're like barricaded in the room and zach's going through and it's this box stuff and it says church stuff yeah and he's all <laughs> digging through and it's like a bible he's throwing out and this and and then he pulls out like a thing of that clearly anal beads is like what is this rosary and then, <laughs> and, then <laughs> and then it's this huge ass double dong yeah. and then they go into this like weird slow-mo like okay these are our weapons and then very quickly there it, it cuts back to like normal mode and they're like these are shit <laughs> like we need to fucking re-up you know and uh yeah then that starts that montage well, what they, is also that? Had, says, they also had a
1: or yeah that's what you're saying that led into the the other montage of like the weed yes. whacker and all the other cause, i can't even remember what else they had
0: yeah, he's like he's like, All right, we're gonna go do this, this. He's like, I'm with you, brother. Like and uh he's like, But first we need to get some better fucking weapons. And then it goes boom, they go into like the fucking hardware store, like montage and like setting up yeah, like a weed whacker with fucking like uh like sawtooth blades and all kinds of crazy shit they get. And then uh I think at one point Zach is like dual wielding fucking chainsaws and turns into John wick for a second, like Neo from the matrix. Um, yeah. So like the, I guess the final set piece is like, they're trying to get back to Ricky daggers spot. Cause they have amplifiers. So they're trying to like pump out the black him. They're trying to play it backwards. Uh, and then they end up fighting off, like, a horde of zombie fucks. Zach takes out, like, eight at one time. He does this spinning pirouette off of a tire with two chainsaws and rips, like, nine people in half. Um, I thought it was cool they didn't pull any punches. Like, they didn't let, like, Dion or Giles live. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Dion fucking ends up getting it. He's like the nerdy keyboardist. He gets his head pulled off with his spine still attached. I thought that was pretty fucking yep. brutal. And then poor Giles, our our chubby uh, drummer, uh, gets both arms ripped off. And he's screaming and gets... I think one of them beats him to death with his arm. Um, And then Medina goes fucking ham again with the fucking axe. Like... She was fucking pretty slick with that thing. Like the way they choreographed it, like the way she's like whipping it around, you know, like she does a little John Wick herself. Um, Did you did you also
1: think the like romantic love triangle subplot was completely unnecessary, but just like a time filler to add to add like 10 minutes? Yeah. And maybe a little. Because, you know, they fight in the end and then he comes back to, you know, so it, it helps with the whatever, but.
0: Yeah, it, it it does that thing where it's like, you know, you have like these two buddies and like one of them, it's like Han Solo in fucking Star Wars, or he's like, fuck this kid, you know, I'm in it for the money or whatever. And then he takes off and then sure shit, like right when you need him in the, in the heat of battle or whatever, he yeah. comes back and he's like, never let down a, a. A brother in metal or something like that you know and he comes back and i like it because medina's like wait so you had time to like go get the chainsaws and do all that face paint she's like how long did that take 10 15 minutes like (laughs) she's like it really brings out your eyes though (laughs) because he's all crowed up with like white face paint like black on the eyes and the lips and shit um yeah i thought that was awesome uh so then, like, yeah, then it then it comes down to like this aloth demon. It goes it's about to go into the this evil chick who's off the side, this villain, and then Zach kills her, so then it goes into him. And then, through the power of metal, Brody's able to bring him back for one second before slicing his throat uh, to cut off Aloth from coming back and, I guess undoing what he did. They leave it kind of open. Um, And then we we fast forward I don't know how long And like Medina's now Like a, a goth Like metal chick And they're yeah. smoking cigs in bed Post-coitus And then um We get a little teaser For like a sequel maybe With I think it's over the airwaves You hear Zach's voice Is that what it is? It's like on the radio
1: Yeah, was it Was it on the radio Or was it through the record player?
0: Maybe it was a record player. It started. It starts scrambling like like electrical effects, and it's like a demonic voice. Like, oh, you thought it would be that easy? <laughs> and then it's like he's like, ah, it's just me." It's it's Zach, bud. He's like he's like, "Hold on to your butt" or something like that. And then it just hits the end credits. So they left it open for a sequel, which I guess uh, I was just reading as of like three weeks ago they're trying to crowdfund right now the sequel so they're trying to do a deathgasm 2 i think it's called gormageddon so they just got started on their their crowdsourcing and i think it's doing really well um so but who knows i thought that was just kind of fortuitous that because this came out in 2015 and we're doing it for the show and I just noticed like I was doing like some cursory research and I saw like I think it was like September 10th or 15th of this year. So like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um they just started uh I don't know if it's a Kickstarter or it's on a separate uh provider, uh, but they're they're trying to get it crowdsourced to get funding to to make a sequel. So I'd be cool with that. I'd I'd check it out. Especially oh, yeah. if they got like more interest, a little bit more money, and they could do things like they maybe they wanted to include, or uh, just to do with a, a clean slate.
1: Yeah, I mean, as long as the as long as the money they take doesn't adulterate, I mean, whatever they did for the first one, just do that again for the second one.
0: If we could, yeah, just... they only got. I think they did this on. Well, I don't know how much they had separate from this, but they went to um they got the tw- they won the 2013 Make My Horror Movie contest and received a $200,000 New Zealand prize to go towards production which took which took place in mid 2014. Um So I don't I don't know how much cash they had on top of it. I don't have the figure for what the actual um budget was for this flick, but um, let me see if I can find it. It seems like they did it uh, very much on the cheap, for sure. So- Which is awesome because it doesn't... I f- I f- there's so much shit that gets like... Like, even even outside of like these big huge blockbusters that flop you know like the indiana jones and stuff now there's there's so m- so many flicks that you wouldn't even believe got like 50 million or 30 million or 25 million to make this film and you're like wh- where did it go where did that budget go and then for someone to be able to pull off this or like uh other people are familiar with like the void or uh psycho Gorman that came out a couple years ago like really top shelf stuff like this with practical effects and like on like crazy low budgets. So it's kind of it, it's it's irritating to see that when like dog shit gets like 50 million and it's and they turn out just shit. Yeah. Um I can't remember what movie it was. I just saw like a couple weeks ago and I saw what the budget was and it was 50 million and I was like no fucking way. I wish I could remember what that was, but um yeah, it's it's ridiculous.
1: Um well let's let's back up a little bit to what I think is my favorite part of this movie where
0: Yeah, please do.
1: Uh they are so Brody and Zach are still at Brody's aunt and uncle's house. I think they had just killed the uncle or maybe not, whatever. But cousin, Scumbag David, oh yeah (laughs) walks into the house clearly not a zombie just just full douche not zombie and he
0: fucking cuts his head off yeah (laughs) he walks in literally he's like what the fuck's going on man you know like he's like clearly not one of the the possessed demonic
1: yeah cuts his head off and uh zach's like what the fuck pretty sure he wasn't possessed and just this brief part of dialogue might be my favorite the entire thing. He's like, "What? No, of course he was. I mean, he came yeah. in and he's like, ah, uh, something about Satan. Didn't you hear him say that? <laughs> yeah. uh, something about uh, something about <laughs> Satan.
0: I mean, if there's ever a time, you know, to like get your comeuppance, you know, when the world's yeah. like apocalypse, going <laughs> yeah. to hell, like, yeah, fuck this dude. What?
1: Didn't you hear that? that? Something about Satan? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm
0: pretty sure he was possessed. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty brutal in like a, a moment like where you wouldn't expect our our main guy Brody to to do. So yeah, I, I like that they they included that. That was fun. Uh yeah, I'm just reading right here. Yeah. Sequel to Deathgasm is moving forward with production. Um, but director Jason Lee Howden will need some help from horror fans to get the movie funded on September 25th, 2023. A Kickstarter page will be launched with the purpose of raising money for the budget for the new sequel called deathgasm Two: Gormageddon. Um, I mean, if they had
1: such a small budget for the first one, how have they not exceeded that budget to where they have money for a second one? Is that a dumb question? I don't know.
0: It's a good question. I know this this director went on to direct um he hasn't directed much and after this he went on to direct a movie called um Guns Akimbo with um Harry Potter Daniel Radcliffe. It's like he had like surgically like two guns, Akimbo uh like stapled or like screwed into his hands. And he has like a certain amount of time to live or something. And he's got to kill these certain targets for them to like remove the guns and remove the bounty off his head or something. But it looked pretty wild. It looked along. I haven't seen it. It looked, it looked along the lines of like a, a Jason Statham, like, like crank type movie, like just like real high intensity, like action kind of romp. Um But I don't know if he's done anything after that. So, but, yeah, you would think, like, you know, he's got a couple things under his belt that are reasonably popular, and that I'm sure he got a huge return on Deathgasm, and I think he did okay with Guns Akimbo. Um, but who knows, maybe it bombed, and so studios are, like, still kind of uh, not eager to, like, throw a budget at him, but, yeah, I don't know. That'll be one to look out for. Uh, death chasm two for those interested looks like it might be getting crowdsourced so we'll see um is there anything else we glossed over i know we glossed over that love triangle thing but i think that's kind of yeah i don't
1: think it it added too much and yeah i did find a bad review that i thought you might like sure that let's see This is from a gentleman named Dennis E. Franklin. He gave this movie. Dennis E. Franklin. Franklin. He gave it one out of five stars. And the title of his review says, Sucks, Blows, and Spews. And it says, This is the worst metal, in quotes, movie ever. Which is already funny because it's not a metal movie or horror movie comedy so he goes this is this is the worst quote-unquote metal movie ever two dudes fight over a busted girl and forget that they should be listening to metal instead watch anything other than this garbage go listen to records or drink some alcohol if hot topic was a movie instead of a store it would be this rank forgetful it would be this rank forgetful cinematic turd I did enjoy that last line. If Hot Topic was a movie instead of a store, it would be this rank forgetful cinematic turd. He kind of redeemed himself there in the end, but I mean, this is clearly just somebody who's a huge metal fan who is upset with its representation. Sounds like Captain
0: fucking Incel the SS Incel. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Calling the main gal busted? Yeah. Uh, Excuse me? Dime. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, go, that guy's lick, got his head go listen Get to records head out of your ass. Or Drink some alcohol. <laughs>
1: what is this guy like twelve?
0: Yeah, has to be. Uh yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> got your ass. Got your ass. Um yeah, that was a horrible take. We are all now dumber. <laughs> um cool. So we'll s- sort this one. In- oh shit. We'll sort this one into the win column for us. Ooh, that, that's our f- our 50th vote of confidence. Um so we're now fifty and eight brings us up to an 86.2. Okay. Uh we're riding a pretty. Besides the the stumble on uh, Night of the Comet, I've almost fucking batted a thousand on horror movies uh, for the spooky season. Um, is there any? Do you have any other reviews or anything related to this that you wanted to share before we wind down here? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. How does this one compare or stack up to, I guess, for the sake of similarity, uh, Scout's Guide, if you had to put these two against one another? Um, hmm.
1: I think Scout's Guide overall is funnier and better. Mm-hmm. But there, there's just something about the the writing in this one that just hit me a little deeper. Like if you ever see something that even if it doesn't make you laugh, but you're like, "Fuck, that's funny!" Like that's yeah. smart and funny. That that's what this one was for me.
0: That's a good uh, yeah. That's a good insight. I I would agree uh, on both points. I I did. I I would. I'd give the nod also to Scout's Guide it was definitely more laugh out loud funny yeah you could tell it has the it had the polish it had the money behind it it was like it was a big budget went to theaters kind of affair so i on another front i give a lot of brownie points to Deathgasm also for being like you know that by its bootstraps kind of like self-funded diy kind of spirit and the the commitment and like the the level of practical effects in this are awesome. Uh if you got the stomach for it. Cause I like I said, I do I can see certain people like just not being their thing. Like that kind of over the top gore humor kind of thing. Um but mo- a lot of people really like that too. So that comes down to a matter of taste. But um cool. So I think next week I'm I'm a little hesitant, but I'm gonna say like for me the flick we're going to watch next week this one's by far the scariest uh of all the ones that we've seen it's probably the the most similar the the in terms of scariness i think borderlands is the next closest one um, cuz it's like really grounded in uh tried to ground it in uh reality or, or trying to take it ser- itself seriously. Um, so next week we're going to check out, uh, one of my favorite films of all time is called the innkeepers from 2011. Uh, this is directed by, um, what the fuck is his name? He just did X Ty West. That's right. Can't believe I forgot his name. Um, yeah, this one's fun. It's, a uh, it's, Fun's not the right word. Uh, It's creepy. It's fucking really scary. It scares the fucking piss out of me. There's like two or three scenes in particular. Every time they fucking, even though I know it's coming, it fucking scares the shit out of me. The innkeepers. The innkeepers. I-N-N keepers. uh, (laughs) 2011. It currently is, uh, it's also on Peacock, Tubi, and Freebie uh to stream for free. Um so yeah, check that one out next week. That's what we'll be watching. Um we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm the uh I'm not going to say too much. I okay. want I want to start talking about it, but um we'll see how it goes. I'm I'm looking forward to talking about it and uh I'm curious to see if this one will, will get you some some creepies. On this one. Um, What is this? Did you just send me something for offline or do you want me to? to Uh, You can watch it.
1: You can watch it now or you can watch it later. So it's a funny clip of um, Biden is leaving a press conference and they're like, hey, uh, what advice do you have for a new press secretary? And it's not what he says, which is just bananas. But it's I've seen this. The look on his face when he turns around looks like fucking Slenderman or the Joker or dude, like somebody has not changed his batteries and it is fucking creepy. So
0: it is creepy, man. I'll I'll share it and we'll we'll react to it real quick, dude. I just saw this the other day. I was hoping you hadn't seen it because I knew
1: out. it was gonna it was gonna do something to you.
0: Yeah, there we go.
1: Or not that they're asking? What's your advice to the next,
0: the next house speaker? Dude, that's so creepy. I mean, <laughs> that's above my pay grade. God. Thank you, sir. That's above my pay grade, dude. Yeah, it so, is. It's yeah. like he was. He's turned, and you see the back of his head, and they answer. They ask the question. He's. He was already smiling. At the wall in front of him and no one else can see it because when he turns, he's like one of those robot like animatronic and you just see teeth and that smile like <laughs> fucking smile, yeah. dude, that reminded me of the dude in hereditary, like towards the end when the sun's like, when shit's happening, the sun's going through the house. And he goes oh, in the living yeah. room, and you see that one dude naked, and he's got like the pearly whites, the whitest teeth I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And you just see him smiling, and it's that Cheshire cat in the darkness, and just sitting there smiling, dude. That's immediately what I thought of when I saw this clip a couple of days ago. Just the way he does that rye turn, like, ugh. Yeah, and I, I I
1: love the hard hitting reporting. He's like, thanks, thanks for that non answer guy yeah, who like, is the leader of the free world who says that's above my pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> but just, <laughs> just the face, like, man. The face is so scary. Like, Yeah. It's like... Me sober enough.
0: Ah,
1: ow! Because what's left of his brain synopsis were probably like, smile, be cool, and turn around. And to be an, to, to be an equal opportunity hater, it's like the opposite of I don't know if you saw any of the Republican debates where they showed uh, DeSantis, where you could tell his brain was like, smile. And he just did yeah. his weird like, <laughs> eh. Was like, dude, yeah. guys, stop.
0: Yeah. Or Chris Christie and his whole... Du- oh my God,
1: Donald Duck. D-
0: Donald Duck shit. I was like, dude, what is happening in the world right now? <laughs> yeah. We're yeah, shit's popping off in Israel and shit right now. I just saw that going on. It's like, ugh.
1: Yeah, we're fucked.
0: Shit's getting scary right now. You want horror? Fuck. Look at the news right now. Ugh. All right. Um, on that note. Cool. What? <laughs> yeah. That's that's a whole other bag of cats. Um. So that was Deathgasm. Sounds like a uh, a hearty approve. Um, good
1: times recommend. had by all. Yeah, I What's would definitely. That? I would healthy recommend. I would definitely put this in the category of ones that I did not watch with the misses that I would rewatch very shortly after watching it. Just it was that good.
0: No, sweet. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah, I had meant to ask the question. I think we 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 scratched on it a little bit but like what was your stable of like i know you're a big like uh because you used to talk about children of Bodom and like lamb of god which i know isn't the kind of metal that we're getting into here but like when you were really listening to it what was like the like the hardest core metal that was in your your rotation well if you had like a fair, top three or top five i was never
1: a real big children of Bodom fan the reason that came up was because I was talking about <laughs> self-righteous metal people who are like, I just went to the Coblog show, and they're like, "What Coblog?" They're like, uh, children about them, Lamb of God. Okay, sorry, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what abbreviations you're always using. Um, I mean, but really, as much as I do like metal, that wasn't my favorite, and hasn't always been my favorite. I was always like punk rock, you know, like Misfits, uh, that type of stuff. And, and then later, just as one does, gets into other stuff. I mean, my, I think my favorite band of all time is The which is not punk or metal at all. That's and then, true. And then there's a good old Young Jeezy. And <laughs> yeah, so I try to mix it
0: up. The Baby Killer.
1: Yep, Breville Lynch, hon.
0: I just shared a reel with uh, sampling some X-Rated for our last episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh right on. Yeah, I got I got into like uh death metal like in like late later middle school, early high school era. I got really into Napalm Death. Oh yeah. For for a few years there and i think it was also when my mom was trying to like she was trying to save me from the horrors of public school so she put me into a christian school so it was a total fish out of water situation like i didn't grow up in the church or going to sunday school or anything like that so um so like she tried to like limit what i listened to and stuff so i got into like fucking Zao. oh yeah project 86 yep you know who else is a fan of project 86 Justin Soju. Oh That's yeah, great. it's funny. Like when like the, they do a segment on their show, like with Rotten Tomatoes, they'll try to guess like what the score was. And yeah. any go with an eighty six, he goes, "He's I'll go, I'll go with the boys eighty six project." <laughs> like, <laughs> I thought that was that was funny because I thought they were pretty regional, kind of like niche. I don't even know what like hardcore band yeah yeah i don't i don't know if i would ascribe that to them are they christian i thought they were yeah i think they they are maybe okay yeah them august burns red is fucking they're pretty rad for i'd say they're they're probably my favorite like christian they were a christian band i never listened to them oh yeah yeah august burns red's super christian yeah, they have a lot of bangers. They have a song called Meridian that's a fucking super banger. I'll have to, maybe I'll put that in the show notes, but yeah, I remember just Napalm Death was like was a big part of my rotation from like 98 to like 01. Yeah, that babe. was a really big one. Fucking but that's kind of where I draw the line. Like anything, like be, like even like Cannibal Corpse, like once you get to like that level of like the, the just like the, the nonstop blast beats like yeah it's it's really hard for me to latch on like i need some kind of like hook i need something hooky like
1: that's kind of how i feel about um that's kind of how i feel about hot sauce where people who are like this is the fucking colon blaster 10 million it's like okay it doesn't taste like anything it just fucks you up yeah so there's music like that too where it's like you're not gonna like this because it's just too extreme. Like, okay, well that's not yeah. why I listen to music, so I'll take something that's a little more enjoyable, like like for hot sauce, like, oh okay, well it actually has flavor.
0: Right. And also Versus, versus five million scovilles that are gonna make my asshole hurt ten yeah, it, times it as much. It's as like my you're market. drinking
1: water but you're gonna shit out of your dick for a month.
0: Yeah, you're going to shit grain alcohol out of your Um, O-ring. All right. Well, yeah, check out Deathgasm if you haven't. Uh, It's it's a fun flick for fans, I say, of if you liked Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, I think you'll dig it. Um, uh, If you have any questions, comments, hate mail, concerns, complaints, you can reach out to us at... Our email is wax at waxing the or either of our socials. Instagram is at waxing the porpoise X. Twitter is at waxing the porp. Um, we appreciate your support. Uh, best way you can help us up the rankings is uh, the juggernaut that is Apple. If you leave us a rating or review on iTunes, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, thanks for joining us again. Uh, also kind reminder, next week we'll be checking out the innkeepers uh, from 2011 it's on Peacock to be Freebie check it out in advance uh, hope you dig it and we will see you when we see you and we will see you later did I ever tell you my favorite color was blue